When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6.30 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Uh, big focus on NHL free agency and what the Oilers did today. Dave Campbell will check in at about half an hour to get you ready for the Elks and Alouettes who are on this channel tomorrow night. The Blue Jays fired manager Charlie Montoyo. Well, it's working so far. They lead the Phillies 6-2. That is in the seventh inning. Blue Jays still in a playoff spot, but it has been a tough go this month. 780-496-0063 is the certainty hotline. Certainteed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainteed, pro all the way. We'll still get to uh, a few more uh, audio cuts from uh, the, the key folks today, uh, Kane, Kulak, uh, and, and Holland. We had some uh, Jack Campbell on earlier in the show. I don't know if we're going to circle back to uh, any of those, but we'll try to drop in some other audio as we move along tonight. But I know some of you want to talk, including Trevor. Trevor, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hi, Reid. How are you doing? Good. Good day for you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to say, you know, like I, I think uh, Holland just knocked it out of the park today. I mean, wow, you know, he, uh, he got Campbell, he got, uh, you know, Kulak came back, Kane came back, came back, and I think, I, I think it says a lot about the team. They, they do want to come back. They do want to play here. You know. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I, I know the, the last fellow on there had some disparaging comments about, about Kane. Uh, you know, I mean, my, it's, it's, it's all conjecture. It's all rumor. And it's all uh, allegations, you know. I mean, my, my question to him would be if, if it's true that he was assaulting his wife, then why did the courts, uh, why did they uh, award him sole custody of his daughter? You know, uh, but I, I just wanted to say I, I think that uh, um, I I think Kane signing. I mean, I I think it's pretty pretty obvious he could have gotten more money going someplace else. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Are you an Oilers uh, fan? Are you are you an Oilers I, fan? I'm a I'm not. Yeah, ever since seventy uh, nine. Oh wow! Okay, original. Okay, cool. I just wanted to say, yeah, because yeah, yeah. when you when you said you said good day for you guys, I think at the beginning, I wasn't sure if you meant to, for a guy like me to talk on the radio or for uh, well, good, for the good guy. For the Oilers. Well, yeah. well, the busy day for you guys. Yeah, it's been good. A great, yeah. great day. Great day for, I mean, like I say, Holland knocked it out of the park. So it's great for uh, for all the Oilers fans. Yeah, you know? uh, and. You know, like I say, I, I think it's reasonable to assume that, that Kane could have got more money someplace else. Uh, and, you know, 
because everybody was talking about six and a half, seven million. Yeah, uh, for he, sure. He, he might have got that. Maybe not. Maybe not the term. But you know, I, I you know, when when he was when he was signing signing off at the end of the season, then you know, he 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 tweeted out. You know, he said uh, he just wanted. He thought that Loyalists were the best organization he'd ever uh, been a part of and that he appreciated all the kindness and respect shown to him and his family while I was here. And I think that weighed on him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it speaks I think it speaks volumes to his to to the character of the guy that he he wants to come back here. He wants to be a part of the, this thing that's happening in in Edmonton, you know, and he's willing to take less money, uh, you know, more than you know, the money that he's missing out on is probably gonna be more than I'm going to make in the next 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, Trevor. You never know. No, thanks for the you know, call. <laughs> I appreciate but, it. But yeah. Okay. okay. Right Thank you, Trevor. Yeah, and, and I, uh, Kane did, uh, I know he was on with Stoff uh, quickly off the top of uh, Bob's show today. Oilers now. It's on noon to two. They did an extra hour noon to three today. And Kane also did a, a Zoom availability with uh, those of us in the media who gathered in the Hall of Fame room. And I asked Kane about this opportunity he had over the last two or three days to uh, to speak to other teams. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it was so much speaking with other teams. I think it was uh, just taking some time to reflect on uh, the past twelve months, um, and then my time with Edmonton, um, and just uh, having a strong belief in in this group and uh, wanting to be a part of uh, a team that has a chance to win, a real chance to win. All right. So, yeah, a chance to win. I mean, he didn't elaborate on what might have been on the table from other teams. I know Kulak said that there there were a couple of other offers, and we'll get to some comments from him as we move along tonight uh, as well. But, I, I mean, I, I know the previous caller doesn't, you know, and look, Kane does have a checkered past. I'm not trying to deny that. I, I just don't think every time I talk about the guy, I have to bring up, oh, and then this happened, and then he was accused of this, and then, you know, like that. To me, that's part of the history. If if something troubling happens with Kane and it surfaces, okay, then it's another chapter in the story. Um, but from a hockey standpoint, I mean, heck, he was almost a goal a game in the playoffs. He was uh, on pace for a 40-goal season if he would have played a full season last year. And uh, I think he recognizes that if he's not on a line with Connor McDavid, he's probably going to be on a line with Leon Dreisaitl. And there's a chance to put up some points and win some games doing that. We also have Chris standing by. Chris, thank you for calling. What's up? He was not he was not convicted. I'm glad you're clarifying that. There there was an accusation. Uh there was, there was never a, a, a conviction. Yeah. There was an accusation about his ex-wife. It went to trial. He was not deemed he was not convicted of it. Matter of fact, his wife was found to have a mental illness, which is very sad, and he was not convicted of anything. Not only that, but the courts gave him custody of his children. And people should know about that. The sportscasters should be able to answer thoroughly when you guys get these kind of questions about his his uh, past, because nobody wants to be in his shoes and have to go through that a false conviction like that. It's horrible. It's, yeah, maybe he's had some gambling problems. Maybe he's had some problems with teams and his his uh, 
um, teammates and stuff like that in the past. I get that. But what she's been hammered mostly about is this domestic violence charge, and it's not true. Yeah, well, I, thanks for clarifying that, and I'm sorry if you if you didn't feel my my answer was appropriate uh, before. Again, I, I don't I don't feel like we get a dredge up everything every time we we, we talk about the player and uh, we could probably Chris we could probably do a whole show on morality and sports and athletes and all that kind of stuff I don't really know if that's the that's the the focus of today but no I I appreciate your call but you're feeling pretty good overall about how how the team is looking are there any little weaknesses you want to see tweaked here as we move along yeah you know what I, I, I don't want them to spend all their money right now I want to give them some of the young guys a chance Get them on the lineup. Start playing some of these young kids. You know, pick up some guys at the, at the trading deadline. Fill up the holes when we got them. You know, Ken Holland's doing a great job. We've been up to the cap all the time. We've got no money to spend in the middle of the season when we have injuries. Let's gauge this team. Let's let's get them out there and let them play. I, I like okay. this team. All right. Right on. Appreciate it, Chris. That's Chris at 780-496-0063. And, of course, you can always get more on our website, 630ched.com, and all the uh, action today. Kellen, what do you have for me? Uh, Lots of text. uh, Lots of text uh, around Evander Kane, but they all kind of float along this uh, same text message that came in from this anonymous texter that came in, and he basically says, let's give the guy uh, support to continue his comeback. This from an old guy who initially opposed signing Kane. I love your show. And unfortunately, he didn't leave a nickname or anything, so that will remain anonymous. But there we go. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we'll go to Penny's, who texts in and says, Hey, sir, is Mesenberger a legit D prospect for us? Thinks, think he plays in a year or so? Yes, he's a legit D prospect. No, I don't think he plays in a year or so, not in the NHL. Okay. Uh, how, this one is from the Paddle Boat. Uh, how much do the oil have to spend now? A little confused with how the LTIR works. Yeah, basically, teams don't put players on LTIR until they're as close to the cap as possible because that way they get the most cap relief. I, I know we did we did uh, Hart Levine on oh, several months ago because we had a caller who said, why don't the Oilers just trade for a whole bunch of injured players? But it's not that easy. You, you, like you, don't, you don't put somebody on LTIR until you're right up against the cap because then you get the most possible relief. So that's why the Oilers still have, uh, what would it be? Uh, I lost all my math. But they still got a few million dollars left to spend. I mean, and you're probably going to have to spend about four combined on Yamamoto and McLeod. All right. Uh, next text here is from Big D and Camero. It says, Holland knocked it out of the park today. Oil took a big step. Well, they got most of the team coming back. Uh, Broberg will have to step in and play. I mean, it's, it, it's an interesting day to talk about the team because even though it's free agency, they only added one guy. But they, they didn't lose the big name forward people are worried about losing. And they didn't lose the uh, kind of all-round reliable defenseman that people are worried about losing. But but they got a goaltender who I think there's reason to be optimistic about. And, and again, like I was saying, it's it's not – like I, I, I still get kind of – confused when there's a dialogue out there that Mike Smith was a bad goalie for the Oilers because he wasn't. I I think sometimes there was a wide variance in his play. Um, But 
there was always the question with Smith, when is the end? When is the end? When is the end? The Oilers want some stability. Looks like Jack Campbell is going to bring that. We got Paul at 780-496-0063. Hey, Paul, go ahead. Hey, how are you doing? Quite well. Yeah, I was just curious with goalies. Um, you know, I hear all the time that, like, you can't win without great goaltending and that, uh, you know, most of the, the Stanley Cup champions that, that have won in the past, you know, a lot of the reason why they've won is because of solid goaltending. But why don't they get A, you know, pick sooner in the draft? Mm-hmm. And then B, like, why aren't they making, like, the kind of money that, you know, like, I don't know, like Goudreau or like like that eight or nine million. If their if their value is so high, right? Yeah. Like if you okay, if you can hang, hang on the hang on the line because I'm going to give what I think the answer is, and then I'm curious to see what your response is. And, and okay. well, I'm going to say this first of all, Paul. I agree with you. Why don't they get picked higher in the draft? And I'm not necessarily you know saying first overall or top five, but how come more goalies don't creep into the first round if it's that valuable and you think you have a guy? Now, what the scouts and the GMs are going to say is goaltenders take longer to mature. They're they're less of a sure thing, so we're not going to draft 17th overall uh, or whatever, pick a spot. Now, a couple goalies went in the first round last year because Kosa went and uh, Wallstedt went out of, out of Sweden. Uh, but But I think that's probably why is that they don't want to wait five, six, maybe even seven years for a, for a player. I mean, what, what year was Skinner drafted? 2017? You know, and now he's just probably going to become a full-time NHLer uh, this year coming up. So I think that's why. D- does it always make sense? Yeah, Skinner was 78th overall in 20, 2017. Why why they don't get the huge contracts? Well, like, I mean, I guess Price got one. Some other goaltenders have. But I, I guess I would say to that, Paul, probably just because of the uncertainty. Johnny Goudreau is probably going to put up points for a few more years. Goaltenders, there might be a little bit more variance in their play. So if, if you're not as sure with that position, and, and I think we see that with goaltenders, like some, a guy might have the sixth best save percentage, and then the next year he's 24th, and the next year he's 14th, and then he's, he's fifth again. So I think that's probably why, because it's such a detailed position, and, and a, you know, a bad few weeks or whatever can make your stats look really bad and then throw off your entire year. So I, I think that's why they don't get as much as the top-line centers or even as much as some of the top pairing defensemen. But you could tell me if you think that's a nutty response. I'm curious what you think. Well, I, I, I kind of was thinking that that's what you would say. And then I, 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 it sounds very similar to what they say about defensemen, right? Like you can't rush the defensemen there. You know, you got to remember that this defenseman is only, you know, 20 years old or 22 or 24 even, right? Like they have to have X amount of games before they've proven themselves. But, um, but then I'm also wondering if it's because most goalies are only, you know, that good, at least we see, you know, for that window of like four years, five maybe, right? Like that they're, that they're the ones that are going to be taking the teams to the cup. Like might that be why? Yeah. I, I think that's part of it. Maybe the window for them to be at the top of their game is smaller and, Okay, so from an now McDavid's is I guess an exceptional example, but he's going to be. I mean, I know he was hurt in his rookie year. If McDavid doesn't win the Art Ross Trophy, he'll probably be in the top five in scoring until very late in his career. Uh, Igor Shesterkin was just awesome for the Rangers. Will he be a Vesna Trophy candidate for ten to fifteen years? Yeah, maybe not. 
I mean, he may be very good for that long, but will he be a top five goalie that entire span? I think that's that's an interesting question. Oh, that's a good question for Paul. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. All right. Uh, we better do a break here. It's 720. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. So the native of Stony Plain spending his summers in Canmore, Brett Kulak will remain a defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers. He was acquired from Montreal at the trade deadline. He was briefly a free agent as he did, uh, did test the market before signing with Edmonton. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, last few weeks, even there's been a lot of thought into it, what we want to do. And, and in the last 24 hours, it just kind of came down to, you know, asking uh, a couple friends who within the last few years or whatever, been through free agency and just getting some advice from them. And it kind of just came down to, you know, might only get one chance to, to hit the market in my career. You never know. And just the situation I was in, it was, was kind of like, uh, let's just let's see see how it is see what happens and and see what today brought and then you know at the end of the day it was there were some things on the table but just the the balance of the things i was hoping to get in my next contract as far as you know opportunity and a good team and and a dollar value is the balance of those things it just edmonton was uh the no-brainer for for my wife and i to settle there and and uh it obviously it's a special feeling and and uh, they always had that pull right from the get-go being the hometown team and and just my experience i had there to finish up the season was was so positive so so it's exciting to be re-signed all right a little bit there from brett kulak kellen what else do you have for me here before we go to news uh, just quickly here, uh, Dave Leppard texts in, says, big win oh, for nice. the Oilers today and big loss for Calgary, just like in the playoffs. He loves it, loves the show. So, hello, Dave Leppard. Nice to hear from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, great day for Edmonton. One more player on the fourth line and maybe a top nine, and I think they can go on a deep run. That's from Lonnie down in Tabor, Alberta. I hope the corn is coming in nicely down there. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Can you round out that bottom six? Doesn't necessarily happen today. I mean, stuff can still happen in season. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's Edmonton. It's the offseason. We get trade proposals on the text line as well, Reed. Pulley oh, RV and a pick for Kraus out of Arizona. What do you think? Oh. That's from Adam in Sylvan. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, Kraus, I guess. Uh, did he not have a... Uh, he had a didn't he have a three or four goal game here this past season i believe so yes uh, uh yeah kind of has uh, underachieved considering also where he was uh, yeah big guy maybe yeah, if he's in the bottom six maybe all right more on uh the oilers and we'll tee up the elks and the owls Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. 